good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be and whatever time of day it is where you are. We are so excited and thankful that you're joining us here on the Hope Rising Ministries podcast where we love to talk about Jesus, apologetics, and life. And we love to talk about how they connect to each other and they're so deeply intertwined with one another. My name is Alex and with me is Trey. What's going on, Trey? How's it going, man? Hey, man. What's going on, Alex? Uh, not a whole lot. Trying to trying to deal with this uh, weather swing we've had the last couple of days. Beginning of the week, it was warming up. It was feeling nice. Able to go outside, you know, spend some time playing outside. Could wear a t-shirt, uh, and it felt great. And then all of a sudden, yesterday, it starts dropping, and the temperature, and it gets colder and colder. Uh, so, you know, dealing with all the, the wonderful congestion that comes with this sudden change of uh, uh of weather we're having but outside of that it's going pretty good how about you man i'm uh, doing well uh hello peoples um you know the weather i think we i think we we revolve our life too much around the weather <laughs> But you know, we almost have to. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like um, uh, yesterday, the boy and I got out in the yard. We're throwing baseball. Mm-hmm. Not today. Right. right. Ain't gonna do it today. Yeah. It's windy, cold, and rainy. Exactly. So, yeah. <coughs> so that's how that goes. But that's all right. Um, uh, who who do you think is gonna win tonight in the world? I mean, the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. I, I'm kind of torn because <clears throat> I have, I, I mean, not very, like, heavy or deep sentimental reasons for pulling for either team, but I like, you know, both teams in general. I like a couple of the players off of both teams. But part of me wants to see uh, the Eagles win because I, I, I'd love to see Jalen Hurts. Just after everything he went through, you know, in, yeah. at Alabama in college and then kind of the – the move to Oklahoma and then yep. first year or so in in the NFL, I'd love to see him get one. Um, but I'd you know I'd equally probably be as be as happy or satisfied to see uh, Kansas City. Um, I really like. I don't know why. <laughs> it's, I understand. I, I really like Andy Reid. Um, <laughs> he just seems like a really cool guy. So I like to see you know him win and uh, and Patrick Mahomes. I, I like him a lot and so. Yeah, I'd be okay either way. Uh, what about you? You got a favorite one way or the other? Well, you know, I've been thinking about that, Alex. And so I don't have, I don't have any skin in the game. So I, I really don't. I'm not a real big NFL fan anyway. Yeah. Um, however, since my brother and sister, we share the same father. Right. Since they grew up kind of near Philly, they're huge, uh, huge right. Eagles fans. Right. Uh, I mean, this is a huge day for them. Yeah, I'm sure. So out of spite, I'm probably not going to pull for <laughs> them, uh, even though I love them very much. Yeah. However, also I have been to a game in Arrowhead, mm. so I've I've seen the Chiefs live. Yeah. And they actually won that that day. Nice. Um, so. That being said, I'll probably pull for the Chiefs tonight. Yeah, but I think the Eagles might pull it out. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. I-, I think, you know, I think either way, I just hope it's a good game. You know, as far as like entertaining value, so hopefully it's not a just a blowout and everybody's you know turning it off after after halftime or something. So 
But, uh, well, just uh, just to let you know, and this is for my wife, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a blowout because Dallas isn't playing. I got you. Just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I understand. I understand. But, you know, it'll be – hopefully it'll be a good game. And uh, hopefully there'll be some entertaining um, commercials. That's that's usually the, the, pr- the primary reason why I even watched, you know, this, the Super Bowl was to kind so of – Did you hear about the – the, Two commercials that are, that are going to air in the first and second half. Mm-mm. Um. Oh man, please, Trey, remember this. It's an organization. It's a Christian organization, and they have spent millions of dollars to get these two ads. Right, right. Uh, they spent billions of dollars on the whole thing um, in the past like year or two. Yeah. Um, like it's not Jesus cares or Jesus gets it. Or Jesus yeah, gets now Jesus seen, gets you. Is Jesus, that it? I think so. Jesus gets you. I think that's what um, it is. Yeah. So I, they they have two, you know, uh, commercials coming up. Wow. So uh, you know, my my prayer is that the word that people hear. Mm. I mean, you could be the hardest individual yeah. on the face of the earth. <clears throat> Look, the Apostle Paul was on the way to Damascus yeah. to arrest Christians. For believing in Jesus, yep. and he was going to haul them back to Jerusalem, put them on trial, yeah. and either put them in jail or put them to death. And what happened to Paul? He was converted. That's right. Praise the Lord. Um, yeah, so that 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 is pretty awesome. I've actually seen. I don't know if you've seen any of them, but I've seen a couple of their you know commercials just during other. Uh, I don't know if they're always during football games. Now that now that I think about it, they they might be. But I've seen a few of their commercials, just in general, like right, on right. A, you know, quote unquote average days. So um, that's that's pretty interesting, you know. And and it doesn't surprise me. I think I heard the other day, the average cost for a Super Bowl commercial to be able to get a slot was like somewhere upwards of three million dollars. And I'm like, really, three million dollars for a 15 second 20 second you know slot yeah i'm like geez there somebody better better be right on that investment hey you man know? god owns it all <laughs> he owns all the money <clears throat> yeah yeah so uh yeah so that that is awesome though that's cool i i i pray that that is able to reach and open some eyes open some ears and and hearts that they can receive whatever the word is there, and and hopefully the word they share is is good and right. Um, so that's that's a cool little tidbit. Well, I'm I'll be having to uh, I'll kind of keep my eye out for that, see what's out there. Um, <clears throat> speaking of, you know, keeping keeping the word right and true. Um, we've been going through this series. If if you're joining us for the first time, this is uh, episode three of season four and we've been walking through and unpacking um various religious beliefs and faiths that either stem from in some way or are completely outside of christianity and um so last week we talked about jehovah's witnesses um and this week we're we're going to talk about another religion that is closely tied to christianity um, but if we are absolutely honest, when you get down and dig down to the fundamental core beliefs of this particular religion, it is not Christian. 
Um, some of the same language and terminology is used, but the definitions are completely different and twisted. Um, and that faith that we're going to be talking about today is Mormonism. Um, uh, again, you know, there are some very kind and very compassionate and, and very like good people who follow the Mormon faith. So this is not a, you know, again, we're not going through this to point fingers or call out or be harsh towards the individuals, but we want to identify where there is false religion and false belief and false teachings in these areas that lead people away from Christianity and that lead people away from Jesus. Um, and so that's, you know, that's what this series and that's what these uh, these episodes are about. And um, so that's what we're going to be walking through and just kind of unpacking. Maybe you've never heard of uh, the Mormons or maybe you have, but you never really looked into it. So this will be, you know, um, very informational for you or informative for you. And uh, maybe you are a Mormon and maybe you just joined that faith or maybe you've been part of it for a long time, but Either way, if there's anything that you have questions about or you hear you agree with, disagree with, want to talk more about, please reach out to us um, anytime. You can email us at info at hoperisingministries.cc. Or if you're on Facebook, you can go to uh, facebook.com slash hoperisingministriessc and just leave us a message there. Send us a message or, or leave us a comment on the post, and we'd love to get in touch with you and, and help or um kind of expand on anything and if you just have a general prayer request or something like that we would love and be honored to pray for you and and help and serve in any way that we can but before we dive in Trey anything you want to want to open up with or share well uh real quick um like you said you know this is this is um a comparison to if 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 a person if an individual or an organization or a religion is going to call themselves Christian. Okay, what does that mean? Mm. Um, how? What is Christian? Um, so, how does fundamental Mormonism, which is the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter Day Saints mm. (LDS), right? Yep. So, how does that stack up against what the Bible says? Right. Uh, is it biblical Christianity? That that's what we're going to be really talking about. That's a good point. Um, so, you know, it's it's not. Look, I, I've I've got a lot of Mormon friends. I know a lot of Mormons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they have a they have a, a mission here. Yeah, uh, where we live, and you know, I've talked to Mormons for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, years. Um, we've had good conversations. We've had some very interesting conversations. Um, but I want to reiterate and go back just a little bit and, and explain where I used to mess up. So in my conversations in the past with Mormons, I was trying to win. Now, mm. under the premise that I'm trying to win them over, right. and I'm using air quotes, yeah. I was trying to win the argument, mm-hmm. and it never worked. Yep. That's not how it works. Um, 
what what you do when you talk to a person who has beliefs and 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 a, a belief system and a mindset that differs from bi- biblical Christianity. What you need to do is not try to win the argument to prove that you're right and they're not. What you need to do is have a conversation and be wise and get the gospel in the conversation and let God do what God does. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, that's that's my only thought on that. Yeah, 100%. And and we kind of touched on it a little bit last week as well, but you know, as as Peter instructs in uh 1 Peter chapter 3, you know, about being being gentle and and coming with respect, that's how we have to approach those conversations. Um and it's not always easy because sometimes we can become a little zealous ourselves and our approach is a little heavy and aggressive but if we you know just allow the holy spirit to lead us through those conversations and understand that our goal is not to win the argument and be the one who is quote unquote right but is to point them to jesus um you know it can kind of help us in the way that we represent and the way that we converse with with others of different faith. So here's here's what the Lord showed me way back. Um, if I'm trying to win the argument, basically what I'm doing is I'm putting myself on a pedestal, and and the pedestal is a is a self pedestal. Right. It's not. Look, God opened my eyes. I didn't open my eyes. Come on. Yeah. God opened my ears. I didn't open my ears. Come on. So why in the world do I think I could open up somebody's eyes? Mm-hmm. Just by proving myself right. Right. Okay. So again, work the gospel into your conversation and let God do what God does. Amen. Okay. Yeah. So with that, um, Trey mentioned something as well, and you hear somewhat less um, about you know the the Mormon Church uh, directly by that name. And so you will often hear it referred to as LDS or Latter-day um, Saints. And a lot of that is because there are some um, negative uh, descriptions and negative connotations for the Mormon church uh, just over the years. And so you might hear LDS very often. And maybe wherever you are or in your community, that's that's what you hear. And they are the the same they are of the the same faith based off of mormonism and so just a a general background for anybody who you know is is listening and maybe don't know a whole lot about mormonism um they were founded in the 1830s and (laughs) this here ought to be the thing that sort of um that kind of throws up a red flag immediately is that the the faith itself was founded in the 1830s <clears throat> nearly some 1,800 years after Jesus himself was here uh, and walked this earth. And it is built and, and sort of extended out of Christianity because you, you'll see as we talk, a lot of their foundational beliefs come from Scripture as far as the originating source. But they have twisted a lot over the years and in the beginning and you'll see that and kind of understand that but also the fact that it was founded in new york um don't get me wrong america is great but the fact that this new 
found quote unquote belief and faith and clarity comes you know 1800 years after Jesus and in America um, that ought to just be a, a caution to okay we need to really thoroughly think through this um, and so it was founded by a man named Joseph Smith <clears throat> um, Joseph Smith right off the bat uh, had a lot of character flaws and issues um, his family did as well um, even you know during during that time but we won't dive into to all of that but um, so it Mormonism is built on his beliefs and what he believed to be true and so he's actually and this ought to be another um, caution is that he is a self-proclaimed prophet not a you know like group or community proclaimed prophet by things that he did that were accurate but he's a self-proclaimed prophet and at the age of 14 he actually claimed that he received a vision from god um to travel to go to this this mountain area in in new york i, I can't remember the city name but it was in this in the area of new york and in this he started digging in this particular place where he was led and he found these golden plates and on them was engraved some ancient reformed Egyptian. Um, he supposedly translated that into what is now called the Book of Mormon, which by the way, the Mormon faith have multiple books outside of the Bible that they believe is scripture and is the word of God. The Book of Mormon is one of those. Um, and they also claim, or he claimed, that the golden plates were then taken back to heaven by the angel that came to to see him and direct him and give him this vision. And um, <clears throat> it's, it's interesting uh, to note, and we'll, maybe we'll talk about it later, but there are key witnesses, quote-unquote, that um, are recorded in Mormon... Uh, what would you call it? I guess Mormon documentation, like in the, the history of Mormonism, there are witnesses who, who claimed, yeah, like this is 100% true. This is, this is spot on. Well, years go by. Some of those key witnesses have actually recanted, recanted their, you know, account and saying that they, they actually believe it. So that ought to be another thing that sort of stands stands out as a uh, question of concern and something that's worth looking into but that's that's where the book of mormon comes from um if, you, if you've heard about that that it came it was uh translated from those golden plates by joseph smith and he claimed um basically that it was a written history of how uh the this tribe from israel these people from israel came to america and actually lived in America between, I think it was 600 B.C. to about 385 A.D., somewhere around in there. And that's what the Book of Mormon is, is about. It is about these tribes and how they came to America and what happened as they were living in America. Um, they actually end up splitting into two nations, and one is supposedly good, one is supposedly bad. And he claimed that Jesus actually visited them. And um, what is to note is that they he claims in this that one of those tribes is the native americans 
that's where you know the Native Americans that lived here before anyone else arrived. That's that's who they were, and so that's where he um, explains that from. And one of the main problems with what he believed and what he proclaimed is he stated that God revealed to him that all the beliefs, all the the faiths and the covenants that the church had at that time were an abomination to God and were against God and just not true or accurate and that he was called to restore the church that Jesus had called Mm -hmm. and started. And so a lot of a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of outlandish beliefs and, and claims um, when you just, you know, read it even at the surface level. But when you really start to dig into it, um, it it's it's very hard to digest. But that is the foundation of Mormonism. That's how it started. That's where it came from. That's the, you know, founder. And, um, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's crazy, too, because it is one of the larger... Um, faiths and religions in the world. Uh, I think at this time, maybe somewhere around there, there's about some 15 million, I think, uh, across the the world that are part of the Mormon faith. Um, I would say in the last 10 years, that has drastically declined. A lot of people, I'm not saying there's been a mass exodus away from the Mormon church. And by the way, they don't call themselves Mormons anymore. Exactly. They call themselves yeah. Latter-day Saints. Yep. So the only reason that we say Mormon is not out of spite. It's just that, I mean, even the book is called the Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. okay? So the angel's name that supposedly visited Joseph Smith is was called Moroni. Right, yeah. So anyway, um, so Joseph Smith is quite a character. Mm. Um quite one uh a lot of people uh have over the years have um claimed that he was a charlatan and a hoax a false prophet um many have claimed to have proven that um you know we don't really have a, a lot of time today just to get into all of that um you know he he is known uh historically to use dowsing rods uh, stones to uh, tell tell the future. Um, he was a polygamist. Uh, he believed in polygamy, and if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's being married to more than one wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he was jailed and actually shot by somebody in a mob who was. And he was trying to escape through the window of this jail, and he was shot and killed. Mm. Um, and it had a lot to do with his stance on polygamy. Right. Okay? So I'm just going to read you a quote from um, Joseph Fielding Smith. Mm. This is a president of the LDS Church in the early 70s. Uh, he's one of the most prominent ones that have, that have existed in the church. Mm. So this is what he says, and you can find this. In Doctrines doctrines of Salvations, 1, 88 and 89. So you ready? Yep. This is what Joseph Fielding Smith wrote. Mormonism must stand or fall on the story of Joseph Smith. He was either a prophet of God, divinely called, properly appointed, and commissioned, 
or he was one of the biggest frauds the world has ever seen. There is no middle ground. If Joseph was a deceiver who willfully attempted to mislead, mislead people, then he should be exposed, his claims should be refuted, and his doctrines shown to be false. Mm. So even the higher-ups in the church understand and realize that everything that they believe and everything that they count on as canon, as scripture from God, as revelation from God, all their tenets, all their creeds, all their teachings depend on whether or not Joseph Smith was or was not a true prophet from God Almighty. Yep. Right? So these what comes from the plates, right? What come excuse me, what comes from these golden plates? Well the Book of Mormon comes from these golden plates. Yep. Right? So the Book of Mormon, very interesting. It's a hard read. Mm. It really is. It's a hard read. And um I would say, and this is this is just my estimation. I would say four out of five of all the teachings of Mormonism that they adhere to do not even come from the Book of Mormon. Okay? Only a few things come from the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Their main um, their main canon is Doctrine of Covenants. And then Pearl of Great Price even has more teaching out of it than the Book of Mormon does. Right. But Orson Pratt, and it just, you know, Google Orson Pratt, it's P-R-A-T-T, uh, very prominent apostle in the early Mormon church, says this about the Book of Mormon. <clears throat> this book, which is he's talking about the Book of Mormon, must be either true or false. If true, it is one of the most important messages ever sent from God. If false... It is the most cunning, wicked, bold, deep-laid impositions ever palmed upon the world, calculated to deceive and ruin millions. Mm. The nature of the message of this Book of Mormon is such that, if true, no one can possibly be saved and rejected. But if false, no one can be possibly saved to receive it. Mm. If, after a rigid examination, it can be found it can be found in position. It should be extensively published to the world as such. The evidence and arguments on which the imposture was detected should be clearly and logically stated mm. that those who have been sincerely yet unfortunately deceived may perceive the nature of that deception. So, um, for years... The Book of Mormon is known in the scholarly world to be a canard. Mm -hmm. It's a ruse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't have time to get into the multi-thousands of reasons why. Mm. I'll give you an example. On the boat to get over here, that lost tribe of Israel used a compass. According to the Book of Mormon. According to the Book of Mormon. There is no compass back then. You didn't have a compass. Right. You had stars. <clears throat> that's it. Now, that's that's one of the reasons the way the stars moved and the way the earth moved, that somebody figured out the compass. Mm, right. But they didn't have a compass. So 
Uh, you can get into clothing. You can get into, oh my gosh, um, different inventions like the compass, uh, on and on and on. Um, it's just, to me, a fantasy made-up story right? that doesn't hold water and doesn't even support the Mormon faith. Yeah, It just has to be true, mm. according to the Mormons, yeah. because Joseph Smith wrote it. Right, because if he lied about that, he likely lied about every everything else. Yeah, we'll talk about the Pearl of Great Price in a few minutes, which is another one of his uh, writings. Yeah. And so he actually, there's a, um, I can't remember what the, I think it might be the, is it the Joseph Smith translation? Like there's actually a translation um, that he wrote, and I, I wish I would have wrote it down now. Um well, didn't a, he like rewrite um, the King James version? Is that right? May, maybe that's it. Like he rewrote it, but he actually like the funny like it. It's funny, but it's not. He actually wrote a verse to insert himself into scripture, like his name. He wrote in there. I can't remember the verse. I wish I would have wrote it down, but he actually like puts his name yeah. in it. Like yeah. to me, that ought to to tell you something. Because the the translators like the that, this is what a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people that are not Christian <clears throat> or that like to you know quote unquote try to prove Christianity false and wrong, they think translators are someone like you and I. Don't get me wrong. I think we're smart guys, Trey, but we do not have the scholarly background, nor have we spent the extensive hours and hours and days and weeks and months studying the original text to translate it into the translations that exist today. The King James, the New King James, the the NIV, the ES, ESV, everything that we've talked about. Yep. And like it's not just someone who, you know, does this and and they just happen to get it right or they hope they get it right. Like they have spent much time in its groups that review and confirm or discuss well maybe maybe it was phrased this way you know wording and and things of that nature it's not just something to be taken lightly but this guy just translates his own and now suddenly has his name in scripture that is not in any other translation that ever existed yes and that ought to be a cause of concern there when you have to put your name in the bible not someone else put his name in there. He wrote his own and yeah. put his name well, in there. Well, I would call that a paraphrase and not a translation. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, like the Living Bible, it, which right. is, a you know, it's a good liter literary work, but mm -hmm. it is a paraphrase. It's right. not a translation. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, what do the Mormons think about God? What do the Mormons think about Jesus? And what do the Mormons think about the Holy Spirit, right? See, this, yeah, that, and that's a great point. And that's where, you know, earlier... I mentioned they have a lot of the same language, but their definitions and what they believe about those are completely different. And testimony, God, Holy Spirit, uh, resurrection, Jesus, Trinity, Word of God, all of those things sound Christian, but the way that the, the Mormon faith defines them is completely different. And, you know, that's part of the the problems with a lot of what 
the fundamental and core beliefs of Mormonism are, is that they sound Christian because that's what he knew. That's what he actually grew up in, which I think his family, like he and his family grew up like in the, the Presbyterian faith. Um, and so that's his background and understanding. And so I, I think that's where a lot of it comes from. And then he, you know, obviously morphed it into his right. own beliefs. But, like, those are the things. And so, you know, one, for example, I just want to touch on is testimony. To us as Christians, our testimony is proclaiming who Jesus is. His life, his death, his resurrection, he is our salvation. It's lifting his name up glorifying him, praising him, praising God. That is our testimony. But a testimony for Mormons and in their faith are reciting these five core beliefs that they have. And the crazy thing is they are told that if you have doubts or you have questioning of whether or not Mormonism is true, just recite these five things over and over again. Just repeat it over and over again. It's almost like a sense of brainwashing. If you say it enough, you'll start to believe it. Right. You know what? And there is actually some truth to that through, like, science proves that the more you do something, the more you think something, you actually get these electrical, like, currencies that run through your brain and create, like, a rut. And that's how, you know, habit... Yeah, I mean, look... And that's how they teach people to believe in Mormonism is just say it over and over again until it's true. Most people have a story about themselves in their childhood maybe that they tell when it it crops up and it's absolutely false. They've said it so many times that they actually believe it happened. Right. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple. (laughs) Stupid ones, you know? Like stupid stuff. (laughs) And, And I don't even think about it when I'm saying it. And then later on, I'm like, you know what? That really didn't happen. I don't need to say that anymore. Like, you <laughs> dummy. Anyway, so, all right, you bring up a good point about, you know, what do they hold on to? Mm-hmm. Okay? So, what God the Father, and then you got the Son, Jesus Christ, and you got the Holy Spirit. Yep. So, how does the God of Mormonism differ from the God of the Bible? Okay, the God of the Bible is the creator. Yep. He's always been. Yep. He doesn't have a beginning, Alpha and he doesn't have Omega. a begin, yep. an end. He actually says, I am the beginning and the end. Exactly. Like, nothing has existed outside of me unless I made it. Mm-hmm. All right? So, that being said, what the, what the Mormon church has consistently taught forever and ever since inception is the fact that God is not that, that he is actually like us that we are kind of like the same except for i have not progressed myself into being god yep okay Mm -hmm. i haven't or a god i haven't progressed myself up the the deity ladder yet yeah all right so god was one of those people he has in in according to the latter-day saints teaching he has flesh and bones like you and i have Mm -hmm. he has hair on his arms just like I do, right? right? <clears throat> and he has progressed his way into becoming God, like eons ago. Yeah. That's how old this is. Yep. And there are probably and possibly gods before him who have done the same, who rule somewhere else. Yep. So your goal as a Mormon, 
is to progress your way into becoming God. So how does that work? Mm. Like um, uh, Jesus did it, Elijah did it, Moses did it. But you know, M- Moses and Elijah are ahead of Jesus on the ladder. Mm. They've already they did it before Jesus. Because they did. were there before, yeah. Right. So <clears throat> here's the thing: it's work based. Mm-hmm. It has to be work based. Now this is very interesting. Very interesting. Because no matter, see, the Mormons have not swallowed the teaching about God, and that's what keeps them in Mormonism. Mm. They, they haven't swallowed the teaching about Jesus like he's the spirit brother of Lucifer. They haven't swallowed that, and that keeps them in Mormonism. <clears throat> yeah. They haven't swallowed the fact that the Holy Spirit, which they teach, Cannot be everywhere at one time. His influence can, but he can't. See that they don't they don't use that as their foundation. You know what their foundation is? Works. Mm. If if what I do gets me there, then I'm gonna keep going. Right. Now look, I'm gonna back up. I'm gonna stop right there. What the Bible actually teaches is that what you do is actually your problem. It's not what you do that gets you there. It's what Jesus Christ did to get you there on the cross. Yeah. That's what gets you there. Your faith in him, that he that he lived the perfect life, that he died on the cross, that he shed his blood for the sins of mankind, that he rose again to prove all that's true. Amen. And to be Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the Latter-day Saints don't teach that. Mm-mm. They can't teach that, right? Because they are works based. And we we talked about this walking in the door this morning, Alex. Mm. Every religion that differs from <clears throat> biblical Christianity is works based. Yeah. And you know why it remains that? Because there's such an allure to it. Yeah. There's such a draw. That it's you, like a moth to a flame. It's like you have control. Yeah. You can do something about and, it. And why not? Isn't it great? Right, right. What if that works? It makes, exactly. It makes you feel good, right? Yeah. That you can do something. Of you can change. You can reach this highest level. So so when uh, it doesn't work, gosh. what do you say to yourself? Well, I did it wrong. Yeah. It's my fault. It's my I fault. I messed up. So I messed up, which, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for but sure. But who can atone for that? Who can... Who can save you from missing the mark? Jesus Christ. That's right. Come on. Yes. And, and you know, and, and to touch on, to extend just slightly from, you know, what, what the Mormons believe about God, it goes to show and to prove that they actually believe not a, a monotheistic faith, but rather in polytheism and the fact that there's not just one God God the Father, but there's actually multiple gods, millions of gods, and you can even yourself become God just like you talked about. Right. And so, you know, <clears throat> I heard it said that if you talk to a, a young Mormon, and I don't mean just young in, in their age, but young in how long they've been with the, the Mormon faith and the Mormon church, if you tell them, hey, did you know that Mormonism believes in, in many gods? They would be like, no, that is not true. That is absolutely wrong. But then if you ask someone who actually has been there for some time and is somewhat a quote-unquote leader or 
you know, someone who has been part of that faith and been more indoctrinated basically by the Mormon faith, they will tell you that, well, there's one God that we worship talking about the God of the Bible, right? Like we worship this God, Mm -hmm. even though it's not truly the God of the Bible, the way they, they believe in him, but that, yeah, they still can elevate themselves to that level. Mm -hmm. And that should just be a cause of concern because scripture itself refutes that Isaiah 43, 10, it says, you are my witnesses, declare the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me, no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. Well, see, that directly contradicts the basic Latter-day Saints teaching. Come on. It just basically, it, it, it just, that just throws all that out the window. So here's the thing. Um, some of the, uh, here's a mantra that, your seasoned Mormon would know. You ready for this? Yeah. As man is, God once was. And as God is, man may be. Mm. Now, I'm going to read that one more time, and I want you to read that one more time. You ready? As man is, God once was. And as God is, man may be. Now read that again. Isaiah 43.10. You are my witnesses, declare the Lord. And my servant whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. Well, amen. So I'm going to give you a quote from the teachings of the prophet of Joseph Smith. This mm-hmm. is on page 345. You have got to learn how to be gods yourselves and to be kings and priests to God as the same as all gods have done before you. Mm. You understand this, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. According to like, according to teachings of the Mormon Church, everyone has existed before they were born, as like spirit beings, mm. kind of like in heaven, wherever God lives mm. now. Right. Who is still a man? He's yeah. just exalted himself into being God. Yeah. So he has these eternal or godlike attributes. And qualities now that he's acquired. Of course, yeah. that he worked for and, yeah. and achieved. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit is one of those beings that haven't had a hasn't had a body yet. So Jesus was one, and they're like you, Alex, you were one, and now you got a body. Right. So this is why you see that Mormons have large families in general. Right. They have large families right. because they are helping take those yeah. people out of heaven, quote unquote, exactly. and giving them yeah. bodies. Yeah. Because because I asked one one time, I said, man, if I was already there, why I got to work myself back to there? <laughs> right. Why did I have to leave? Why did <laughs> He was like, you know, that's a great question. You have to, you have to work, you have to be flesh yeah. and prove that you can do it. Mm. Then you can be a God one day. I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> right. I got to go. <laughs> so anyway, so real quick, let's mm-hmm. talk about, because time's running short. Yeah. One of the main three top one of the three writings that they consider scripture is called the Pearl of Great Price. Mm-hmm. It's also called the Book of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Because Joseph Smith um said and I've got actually a copy of this at my house 
and it's like a 1948 copy. I might be wrong on the date, but it's pretty yeah. close. Yeah. So it's a it's an older, older version. There have been some that come out. Now, the, the recent versions do not have this in it. Um, but let me read you the introduction that I got out of my book. Um, this is the Pearl of Great Price. This is the int- introduction to the book, book of Abraham. This is what it says. Translated from the papyrus, papyrus by Joseph Smith, sorry, a translation of some ancient records that have fallen into our hands from the catacombs of Egypt. The writings of Abraham while he was in Egypt called the book of Abraham written by his own hand upon papyrus. Okay, now, in a nutshell, the there was a museum that gave these papyrus mm-hmm. writings back to the Mormon church. Yeah. They actually raised, I heard they raised money, like the church raised money to be able to purchase them so that they could. And it, it was a heavy price, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, one, I'll just go ahead and tell you that the actual study of how old they are mm. was wrong. They completely were completely wrong, off. way, way off. off. Yeah. Like so, like thousands and thousands and thousands of years off. Yep. So Abraham couldn't have wrote it. So yep. that's one. So when Joseph, because they thought I, I know a guy. We know a guy, and he was still alive. Mm. That can translate this. They presented these writings to Joseph Smith. He says, "I can do this. I yeah. can translate it." So he writes the Book of Abraham. Because yep. he says, "Okay, Abraham wrote this," so he writes it now. Later on, when people were found that have actually actually understand understand Egyptian hieroglyphics (laughs) and can say, okay, I know what this is. Um, Actually, it was a burial book from the Book of Breathings. It was actually the Book of the Dead. It was an excerpt from the Book of the Dead. It was Egyptian, Mm -hmm. but it was magic spells and... Weird nothing, stuff. And nothing whatsoever dark, to do with Abraham. Nothing to do with Abraham whatsoever. As a matter of fact, it was everything that Abraham did not stand for. Right. Yeah. Period. Okay. Now, what have they done with this? Pretty much nothing. Yeah. This book is still in the canon. They still hold it as scripture. As a matter of fact, from this book, from the teachings of this book, people of color were not allowed into the Mormon church, mm. period. If you weren't white, you ain't getting in. Mm. I don't care who you are. Yeah. I don't. When they started letting people of color in was 1978, mm. and they were pretty much pressured into doing it. Now, they don't want to talk about that, right? and understandably why. I get it. Yeah. I don't understand how... Because it has been proven, so here's one of the one of the excuses for some time was that um, the only records of those uh, papyrus that they had were some some illustrations that had been recorded in the the book of um, right. Abraham. So they didn't have the originals because they there was a fire and they supposedly had burned up in the in the fire. Well, it was. You know, that was the the claim that, well, maybe they just wasn't quite illustrated accurately, so that's why there's a little, you know, misunderstanding. 
Well, come to find out, they eventually found some in a museum that still existed that were still intact. And so this is not just a, hey, we believe or we had somebody say that these illustrations of it were false in what Joseph Smith translated was not anywhere close, but they've looked at the originals and what he translated was absolutely not true. And so I don't understand how the, the, the church, right, can, the, the Mormon church and faith can say, we believe what he did when he, translated an entire book of the dead into a book of abraham claiming that it was something that it was not like how can you still follow so if if i'm let's say i'm a latter-day saint uh believer and i'm an attender of regularly at a a, a mission at a church at the temple Mm -hmm. which we ain't even talked about but that's okay yeah and you present me with this um and let's say that I've never been privy to it. I don't right. even know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And let's say I go and do the research myself. Now, I've got one or two choices. I can either, A, start really questioning some stuff. Right. Hey, right. if this is wrong, then how can all, any other, uh, what else is wrong? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I can hide behind the fact of what we just said a minute ago, regardless of whether or not the Pearl of Great Price is true or not. Mm. The only thing I have is my works. Yeah. The only thing I have is to say, hey, God, am I not good enough? Am I not doing the right thing? Mm. Am I okay now? Can I be accepted now? Because <clears throat> that's what we are. That's who we are as human beings. Yeah. I mean, look, look, my kid, you know what he does all day? He wants my approval. Mm-hmm. When we're throwing ball in the yard, you know what he wants? Did I catch good there? Yeah. Was that a good throw? Did Sorry I, I dropped right? it, Dad. No, man, it's okay. You're going to drop a ball. We all mess up. Right. Mm. He just wants to be affirmed. Yeah. And if the only way you know to be affirmed is through what you've been taught, then it's going to take a heck of a lot. Yeah. Mm. And you know what that heck of a lot is? Grace. Come on. Come on. The Word of God. <clears throat> now, listen. Let's go back to... The day that Joseph Smith claims that he was visited by an angel of light. The angel's name was, according to him, Moroni. Yeah. Okay? I'm not saying that that didn't happen. Right. It just may have. I. It may have happened. Right? We wasn't there. So, what does the Bible say about stuff like that? Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Yep. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Now, the context of this is Paul saying, look, um, I, I want you to understand that what I say came from God. What I'm saying mm-hmm. came from God. Just like Joseph Smith said. Right. So what, does, what makes Paul any different than Joseph Smith? Right? Well, what does? Yeah, yeah. A lot does. But So, yeah. look at verse 3. But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, that your minds... Now, that's a very interesting word. Mm-hmm. That your minds... 
may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So what does your mind have to do with your sincere devotion? What drives, which one drives which one? Mm. I'm telling you, your mindset, how you view, like your worldly mindset should be biblical. You should have a biblical mindset. That drives your sincere devotion. What causes your mindset to go askew? False teaching. Mm-hmm. Then you start, then it really begins to be difficult to see other people like God sees them. Right. All right, let's go on. Look at verse 13. For such men are false apostles, they are deceitful workmen, they masquerade as apostles of Christ. And no wonder. For Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Mm. Look, I don't care how many angels you see. Yeah. And take what you hear and compare it to what the Bible says and means. Amen. Come on. And your mindset will be just fine. Yep. Yep. So often... Today, the problem with a lot of faiths and beliefs that stray away from Christianity is the discernment aspect. They don't use Scripture and God's Word to truly discern what it is they are following. Um, and, and that's incredibly, incredibly dangerous. But, you know, to, to sort of sum up what, what we've talked about and something you said earlier. The Mormon faith is about, are you doing enough? Did you do enough? Are you good enough? And the question or the answer to that question is no. Flat out. You and I are not good enough. No one on this earth is good enough and can do enough to save yourself. That is only possible through faith in Jesus Christ. He lived the perfect life. He died the death that we deserve for our sins, for our failures, for our mistakes. And then guess what? He defeated sin and death by raising from the grave in victory to life that we can celebrate in that, that we can share and partake in that. Nothing we do brings us victory. It's only what Christ has done. Mm. The completed work of Jesus Christ, not what Mm. you and I can do and accomplish here in our time. That's right. And so if you're wrestling with that faith, with that belief, reach out to us. Mm-hmm. We would love to talk with you. We would love to pray for you, um, to encourage you and, and point you to Scripture that proves that Jesus is who he says he is and that anything apart from that and faith in him is not true. But we want to encourage you. We want to help you. So if that's you, if you're listening to this and you have questions, you have disagreements, um, you have anything you want clarification on, reach out to us. Send us an email. You can reach us at info at hoperisingministries.cc. Message us on Facebook at SC. Leave us a message, a comment, whatever it is. Uh, We'd love to to help you in any way. Um, You know, there's... There's a lot of 
danger out there in the world of religions and faiths that are very similar and try to almost hitch themselves to Christianity mm-hmm. that are enticing enough to pull people away from following Jesus and from the truth of the gospel. And yep. what we want to do as followers of Christ, as those who believe, we want to help people to see the truth and to look at everything in this world through the lens and the filter of God's word. Hey, I got can I can I end with one thing? Absolutely. If I had a friend, a really, really good friend, who's a Mormon, and let's say I'm never gonna see this individual again. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got one minute. Mm-hmm. I got thirty seconds with this person. What do I say to that person? Oh my gosh. Here here's here's what I think I would like to say. I love you. But you're in a cult, and I want you out. Yeah. And the only way to get out is through the resurrected God and Savior, mm. Jesus Christ. Come on. Let's go. And I'd hug them. Mm. That's good. So if that's you, that message is for you. So if you need anything, if you have any questions, you need prayer, reach out to us. We're here for you. We are praying for you. And uh, we ask that God will open your eyes to see the truth, open your ears to hear the truth, and most importantly, open your heart to receive and believe the truth, and that is Jesus Christ. We love you. We hope you have a great week. We look forward to uh, connecting again next time. Thank you for joining us. God bless. Peace out, peoples.